Hey there, SLP. You are listening to this podcast, so I know that you love to listen to podcasts. And if that is the case, then I know that you are going to love my secret private podcast, Secondary Secrets for SLPs. It's six short episodes that will have you walking away feeling refreshed and inspired and ready to take on those challenging secondary speech students. So if you work with grades four through 12 and are in a planning rut or wanting some fresh new ideas to keep your students motivated, make sure you head to speechtimefun.com slash secondary secrets. You are not going to find this podcast in your iTunes podcast search browser. You can only get access by going to that link. So head to it now. It is six short episodes that you can listen to it in under an hour, like totally Netflix binge-worthy. I made this just for you, and I know you are going to love it. SLPs have been telling me already that it has changed their way for working with their older speech students. So head on over, again, to speechtimefund.com slash secondarysecrets, or use the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to hear what you think. Now let's head on to this week's episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You are listening to SLP Coffee Talk. I am your host, Hallie Sherman, and I am a licensed speech-language pathologist who is in the trenches working full-time in a public school in New York. I'm the author of the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, Speech Time Fun, where I love helping other SLPs conquer the overwhelm and get back hours spent on prepping activities. I am here to help you be the best SLP you can be and have fun while doing it. Just like your morning cup of coffee, this podcast is just what you need to start the day or week. Let's jump into today's Coffee Talk. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. Today, I am continuing our discussion that we've had the last few weeks about working with older speech students keeping them motivated, giving them appropriate resources, and having fun and planning with ease and confidence. That's what it's all about. And today, we're going to be talking all about building rapport. I know a lot of you are maybe already back to school. Some of you are going back in a few weeks like I am. But whether you are starting a new school year or just have a new student on your caseload, it is super important to not rush right into addressing goals. We got to spend the time to build that rapport, right? We need our students to trust us. We want them to take risks, okay? So remember, like we've said in the previous weeks, and if you haven't checked out the previous week's episodes, I highly recommend go checking them out all the month of August. I'm doing solo episodes about working with older speech students and keeping them motivated and giving them appropriate resources. So whether we like it or not, our older speech students may not be too excited to come to speech. They might be embarrassed. They might be sick of it. They might be upset they're missing their favorite class or something that they, like an elective that they actually might be good at, like art or music or something like that. They might be sick of coming to speech. They might have been getting speech since early intervention, and now they're in high school and still receiving speech. Can you blame them for not being so enthused for seeing your face, right? On top of it, learning is hard. So them being in school is not fun. They're constantly feeling pressure all day and being told what they can't do and getting bad grades or struggling to answer questions. And they're constantly feeling down on themselves. We have a lot going against us when working with older speech students. 
And that is why it is so incredibly important that you build that rapport and so that your students trust you and you have that warm, comfortable environment so they're willing to take those risks. You want to build that culture in your speech room. And it's really important to build those routines and habits in the beginning. This way your students know when they walk in your room, it's a safe place. Okay, so why is rapport so important? We need to build their trust and respect. We want them to feel comfortable. We want them to be more willing to come to speech. We want them to be willing to take risks when things get a little bit more challenging, things that are hard for them. It's not always going to be easy and cupcakes in your speech room. And that, that's just the way it is. If they're going to learn, they have to be doing challenging things. We want them to be motivated to work with us. It allows them to understand that you are there for them and that you care. You're not just another body giving them difficult things. You're a person who is on their side. It shows them that you're not the enemy, that you're there for them. And it helps them realize that learning can be fun, that teachers do care. <laughs> okay. What, you know, we can't control what other professionals, how they treat and work with our students, but we can only control ourselves. So how do we build rapport in our speech room without being too soft or too pushy, right? We don't want our students taking advantage and not following rules and expectations of a school, right? We're not their friend. We still are a superior. So we need to have that boundary where, hey, they can talk to us, but they also still have to respect us, okay? So tip number one for building that rapport in your speech room, but still having those rules and regulations. Learn their interests, right? So you can do this by just asking them what they did over the weekend. What do they do, like to do for fun? Doing those all about me type of activities in the beginning of the school year. Playing would you rather type games. Conversational starters. Listen when they speak and remember what they say. So if they say one weekend that like they play baseball every weekend, every Monday or whenever you see them, ask them about their game. Ask them if they won, right? If you have too many students on your caseload, I get it. Put a little cheat sheet. Put it in your lesson plan. Have it somewhere like a little post-it notes and be like, let me ask Johnny about sharks when he comes in or find a shark joke or say he's into sharks, whatever it is, listen to their interests and use it. Okay. Show, show them their, so tip number two, show them their goals and explain why they're even coming to speech. For so many years, they might not truly understand why they're even there. And if you could be that person to say, this is why you're here and this is how I'm going to help you, they're going to be like so more willing to work with you and work for you. Show them what you will work on with them will help them in their classes. Make it obvious. Make it clear. Something as simple as, it doesn't have to be a completely drawn out thing. You don't have to know the curriculum inside and out. But just being like, hey, does your teacher ever ask you like, hey, tell me the story in your own words? Or what was that all about? Or how can you compare this character to that character? Well, that's why we worked on this today in speech, right? Show them just by saying to them, hey, has your teacher ever said this to you or have you ever seen this on a test or what have you? Tell them about you. You don't have to tell them like your deep, darkest secrets, but don't be afraid to share a little bit about yourself. Hey, do you have kids? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? What did you do over the weekend? Make it appropriate, but you know, <laughs> you don't have to tell them about the, you know, the white claws that you drank, but you know, whatever it is, tell them a little bit more about yourself. Show them a picture of your kids. Show them something about yourself. I like to give my students a little glimpse when I'm asked. It's not just me prying about them. I share myself too. Like, oh, this is what I did. And they feel like it's a conversation that it's two-way. It's not so pressure on them. Okay. Like I said, ask them about their weekend. Make, 
feel free to make that small talk. I love using that time while you're waiting for students to come into the room. If your students like come on their own while you're waiting for the rest of the group to walk in, that's the perfect time to tell a joke. I like having a joke of the week on the wall. That's why all my episodes, I have a joke. Like, haha, right? So it's all about having that talk with them and making them realize that you're a person and you care about them. The next strategy or tip, be patient, be flexible, show them that there is no rush, that they can take their time, that you're willing to give them that time that they need to be successful. A lot of times in the classroom, the teacher's in a rush to get through a curriculum, they have a whole class to attend to, and that our students don't get that one-on-one time and support that they need. We can provide that for them. Okay. Another tip, show them your weaknesses. Be vulnerable a little bit. Like something as simple as I always tell my students, like, I'm a really bad artist. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so good at art. And I'm like, or I'm I'm really bad at soccer. I'm good at, I'm like, so you can, I'm going to teach you how to summarize because that's something I'm good at. But maybe you'll teach me how to draw something and you can teach me. And they feel so empowered. They realize, wow, we're all different and that's okay. I like sometimes doing famous failures with my students and we look up, there's so many articles on like Lady Gaga and Oprah and Michael Jordan and things that they've failed at and mistakes they've made to show them like even these big celebrities, they make mistakes too. So we're all not alone with messing up sometimes and it's okay. And the last tip that I have for you, give them time to warm up. Not all of your students will be willing and ready to share and chat right away. Let them take the time they need. Keep trying. Don't give up. They will come around if you keep smiling, open up to them, and keep asking questions. Be that friendly face that they get to see once, twice, maybe three times a week for 30 minutes in a closet. Make that closet the best part of their day. Let them feel so appreciated and respected that they look forward to coming to speech. I had a student that I had last year, first period on a Monday, and he would come into the room and be like, save by speech. And and it made me realize like he was really serious. He was like, this was the one period of his day where he felt successful, where he was able to participate and wasn't having other students calling out, where he wasn't embarrassed to get things wrong because he realized the other students in the group were getting things wrong too. So it was okay. And he felt safe and he had fun. I used his interests in my lessons. He was into like, they, they were all talking about honey badgers one day. And guess what? I found an article on honey badgers. I pulled up Google Images and we were comparing, contrasting, describing honey badgers. Why not? They were into it, so I used it. And it also showed them I was listening. I heard them say it last week. Guess what I brought in this week? Honey badgers. And they were like, you remember? I'm like, yeah. And that's why he was saved by speech. He was, you know, these are the students that they get upset when you have to cancel for your meetings. We want them to be a bit upset. I mean, not too upset because it happens. But I hope you found these tips helpful for building that rapport with your students. Again, it's not something that is just for the beginning of the school year. This is something throughout. Use these strategies and your students will love coming to speech and spending those 30 minutes with you. So, of course, I always end with a joke. But before I do, I want to remind you that my free training about five keys for keeping students motivated in speech, or your older students motivated in speech, is the sign-ups is now available for next week. So head to speechtimefund.com slash training, and don't worry, the link is in the show notes. Again, speechtimefund.com slash training to learn all about it and sign up to grab a time slot because I can't wait to share this free training with you.
All right, let's end with a joke. Where can you always find money? In the dictionary. Boom. There you guys go. Until next week, stay out of trouble. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of SLP Coffee Talk. You can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at www.speechtimefun.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you are there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. See you next week with another episode full of fun and inspiration from one SLP to another. Have fun, guys.